Hello, this is The Parent Panel, a weekly podcast for the parents and carers of small children. We talk about the stories that interest us and shed some light on how we raise our children. This week, those stories include talking to kids when their idols fall from grace, when birth plans go awry, whether it's okay for men to complain after childbirth, and vasectomy parties, yay or nay. Well, sometimes you catch yourself just being bossed around. You're going, wait, wait a second. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> Neve one day took her nappy off and just rubbed it on the wall. Oh, wow. I kind of feel like parenting is a good antidote to my anal retentiveness. I think you're still in the trenches with your kids. I like the expression trenches. I sometimes call it the vortex. <laughs> <laughs> the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. Our two parents today are Danielle Colley. She's a writer and positive psychology coach from Your Good Life, mum to two children, a boy and a girl aged six and eight. Hello, Danielle. Hello. It's lovely to see you today. Nice to have you with us. And comedian Gary Eck, father of two, again, a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. 13 and 10 years old. Welcome. Correct. Welcome. I like it when the parents have different aged kids because sometimes it sounds like you're actually a married couple <laughs> when you have the same <laughs> number of kids and the yeah. same sex. So not the same parents of the same children. How are you both? Yeah, good. It's, and when I hear like eight and six, I go, ah, oh, that was good. That was good that years, good years yeah, before yeah, the teenage years. Before the teenage years. years. Yeah. It's I like know, I was just thinking eight. Oh, that'd be good. It still feels like trenches, you know, like we're dealing with, we are dealing with like yeah. little kids having crazy meltdowns and stuff because mm. surely the meltdowns But they decrease. keep going. Oh, really? No, they keep going. I'm expecting big ones because I'm pretty sure yeah. I had them. But, you know, my sister said to me the other day, she said, guess how old a child is when now they are meant to hit puberty? nine. Really? What? I haven't, I haven't researched no. that statement. You think I should be skeptical? Because I went, no. And she said, well, yes. Some girls are getting their period as young as nine. Were wow. some girls always getting their period as young as nine though? And now we're talking well, about it more? Well, she said that Probably. her GP told her, this is like verified mm. facts. Right. He said, yep. she said stuff. Yeah. Mm. That um, apparently it's got to do with good nutrition. I said I thought it was bad nutrition, hormones in chickens and stuff. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I reckon it's been the same. Like when I was at school, I remember there was a kid in year eight and he had a beard, like a full beard. He grew wow. a full beard because he could. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And he, I think he was like even the captain for a while. So he was just like prancing around with this full beard. And yeah. I never went, oh, it's kind of weird, but. That is weird now. It is huh? weird, but I'm just saying that's going back. I, I think it's one of these How things like you're it? saying, Danielle. I think people talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. we think that, you know, everyone's hitting puberty earlier. But I reckon it's okay. it's you know, it's it's always been the same. Right. Well thank you for Dr. Gary, Dr. Gary. Dr. Gary. I've got no <laughs> basis for that at all whatsoever. Well that's okay because I had legit, no It sounded legit though. <laughs> and I reckon it's true. And I also had no basis apart from my sister's word. Yeah. Sorry, Christy, but we're putting you in it. Mm. Let's just blame her. Christy, your fault. <laughs> yeah. Puberty at nine. <laughs> all right. Well, first up today, we're talking about when an idol falls from grace. These youngsters all look up to me. I looked up to you. They need a role model. I finally understand the old adage, never meet your heroes. If you have a family that loves watching the NRL, you might find yourself in a bit of a moral conundrum. Do you really want to raise your kids watching a sport where the stars seem to be on a rotating roster of bad behaviour? The latest in the headlines is Tyron May. I probably said that wrong. Goes to show how much I know about sport. From the Penrith Panthers, he was stood down for sharing a sex tape without the people involved um, giving their permission. Then you have the scandals surrounding other players like Jared Hayne, Jack DeBellin and Scott Bolton. 
I say all mm. those names like mm. they mean something to me. Um, obviously, from this, you can tell I am not an NRL fan. Uh, our family doesn't watch it, but it seems that there are a lot of young children who follow the game. Um, and it lends itself to a wider question that I have been thinking about, and that is, as a massive fan of Michael Jackson, I'm having real struggles mm. now because I, I introduce it to my son his music to my son last year. It was this huge nostalgic trip. I play Thriller on the way to school. I've taught him the moves. Mm. And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with that situation? So I'm I'm not a sports fan, but I can see um, the problem here. Danielle, would you talk to your kids if one of their idols fell from grace? So I'm the same. Michael Jackson, we're not a footy family, um, but Michael Jackson is massive in my household. And I did talk to my kids about it um, because it came up on the news. There's a new the new um, movie that's out. It came up. I discussed mm. it and I discussed it again this morning, um, just this morning, yeah. And we, I think it's a really good opportunity to open up discussion about behavior and inappropriate behavior and particularly the Michael Jackson one. Like I, I, it, they said that like, it was, you know, they suggested that he told the child, if you tell anyone, we're going to go to jail for a very long time. Um, and I have said to my kids, if anyone ever says to you, don't tell mum or dad, that's secret code for tell mum or dad straight away, you know? So again, it was another time for me to just to reiterate that this morning. And I think that those discussions are really important. And I mean, I'm not going to say like, you know, everybody like is, is suggesting that everybody's human and, and even like famous people that we like look up to make mistakes. Cause these aren't just like little faux pas. These are like major, um, they're crimes. Really. They're, well, they're, well, no, they are mm. actually crimes, but, yeah. um, but they are, um, like sort of in my mind, major, like human flaws. Like these people are flawed, you know, the way, the way that they have behaved shows that there's something in their brain. Um, so um, having these discussions and being sort of really clear and obviously being age appropriate, like you yeah. don't go graphic. You don't have to tell them everything. How but did they respond? They were, they were, my son was mm. like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> no, he was like, no, the, the discussion we had this morning actually was um, exactly the same as what you're saying. Like I said, does it change the way we feel about his music? And should it change the way we feel about his music? Because mm -hmm. there, it's not a yes or no question, you know. Um, I, I, radio stations, he's still like being played on every single radio station, you know. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, Michael Jackson's been on the radar for years. I mean, ever since he started not looking like Michael Jackson. I yeah. mean, that, that yeah. weird progression from going from Michael Jackson to looking nothing like Michael yeah. Jackson. I mean, strange that, guys. that's strange. Mm. I mean, that's probably the first discussion you should have with your kids, you know. <laughs> Don't you always look like that, kids, all right? <laughs> so this is what he looked like before. And sometimes yeah. people get caught up with their hair and they want to look like someone else, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. And it's, it's a weird one, that one. I mean, I think you would just say to your kids, yeah, look, that guy's weird, the yeah. starters. Mm. Well, yeah, there's a difference though. Like there was like... A hint of eccentricity. That's how we all spun right. it, though, right? Right, so, yeah. Oh, totally. But it was more than that. Well, I mean, also, look I remember, at the guy. What I mean, about when I was a kid, I remember there was that thing, um, the allegation that some, he had done something to mm. a child, and that all kind of went away, and they suggested it was uh, like he he paid, there was some money exchanged, and it all just went quiet, you know, and the kid was making it up. His parents were just mm. out for money. It was what I was told or what I um, gleaned when I was a kid. Mm. Um, so now that it's come out, 
with more information that it's pretty, can't deny it anymore. It's pretty damning. That's yeah. right. And, um, and what I mean, does your going back to the sport mm-hmm. thing though, and mm-hmm. the, the discussion of idols, is your family a sporting? Fan? No. <laughs> <laughs> You've picked the wrong <laughs> panel. Wrong okay. The wrong question for the wrong panel. <laughs> Tell us that you love Michael Jackson though, right? Yeah. No, everyone loves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. everyone loves Michael Jackson because <laughs> yeah. he's at the peak. He does everything yeah. so brilliantly. I mean, it's hard not to kind of bop along to his music. But my kids, we're not into you know rugby league. Big sporting. I mean, my love, son loves soccer. Mm. Um, but, you know, what? it's kind of one of those things. What do you expect in those kind of gladiatorial sports where people, you know, the, the object is to smash into each other mm. and then to suddenly, you know, they come out and do something wrong. It's like, well, duh. What do you, it's kind I mean, if Federer came out and had a sex tape, that would be shocking, wouldn't it? Because yeah, everyone yeah, goes, wait a minute, Federer, you're such a nice guy. What happened? Oh, that was... But when this happens, we all go, oh, yeah, and we kind of expected that. Yeah, and always, and almost with tennis, it's like a bit like cricket. It's a gentleman's sport, whereas yeah. there's this idea about different codes. Okay, well, let's let's put sport to the one side because obviously no one in this room is an expert. <laughs> Sorry. Um, have there been any idols that your kids have looked up to that have had a fall from grace? And I mean, maybe Michael Jackson. Mm. I don't know if they enjoyed his music as kids really. or now. My kids are different. <laughs> <laughs> My kids love classical music, so if like if there was a story Ooh. of Mozart or Bach or something, you know, Fall from Grace, they'd probably be uh, a little, you know, oh my god, no. Would you feel com- compelled to talk no. to them about it? Yeah, I mean, totally. If they were totally, you know, affected by it, I would obviously sit down and go, well, let's have a look at this, and I would probably try and reason and come up with some kind of explanation. But it, you're always going to be slightly distant from it anyway, because they're not. Friends. Friends yeah, and family. Yeah. They just felt like pick- it, though. Yeah. I grew up with Michael. Yeah. Really? Well, you know, he wasn't like that weird uncle. But I uh, I think also it seems to be more a question for us as adults than it is for the kids because um, we're the ones responding, saying what messages are they getting t- from this? Yeah, mm. i tell you what one was, was when uh, Robin Williams died. Yeah. And that was massive because everyone who kind of, especially, you know, our age who – you know, may not, whether you loved him or not, you grew up with Robin Williams and he was always there. And so you have to suddenly go, well, how did he die? And you kind of, that comes up, well, you know, he had a, you know, a lot of issues going on and, you know, I mean, you can't really talk, you know, it's hard to say suicide in front of your kids and stuff, but you kind of have to go, well, he took his own life because, you know, there was lots of things going on, blah, blah, blah. But that was one I remember talking to my son about. And how old was he then? Because he said... He's yes, 13. So when was that? That was like... It's a while ago now. Four, five, years, ago. four five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So he would have been quite young. Yeah. And how did he respond to that conversation? We're, we're from well, I kind of mentioned because chat. I'd actually worked with Ron Williams and my son had actually met Ron Williams. Wow. So he'd seen him. Because when, when, when I worked on Happy Feet too, yep. um, Ron Williams came out here and during one of the recordings, I just brought my son in just to have a look. You know, yeah. And he's like, oh, is that your son? Like yes, he's my son. <laughs> and That's I Robin Williams. <laughs> you should really like him a lot. <laughs> Quick, let's get a photo. Yeah, yeah. I remember going. We got to go watch Mrs. Doubtfire. You got to watch Mrs. Doubtfire. We that watched that recently. Him. Yeah, it's yeah. a brilliant it's, film. It's, yeah. yeah, but I remember saying to my son, "Oh, you know, look, he, he, he took his own life. That sort of thing." Oh, really? Why would you do that? Which is kind of a common response, isn't it? Yeah. Because mm. we get scared of those conversations, but listening to what you talk to your kids about, Danielle, it feels like we get scared of them, but they're such important chats such to have. Mm. And age appropriate, but mm. leaving it open because you obviously, 
he, your son responded to you and they had more questions mm. and they always say be led by your child's curiosity. So, you know, my son's not even five yet, so he doesn't understand anything that's going on. And when he asks about it, then maybe is the time to talk to him. But I reckon they're hearing it in the, in, in the, in the school, they're reading it in books. So they're kind of a, well, about Michael Jackson being a pedophile. Yes. No, not yes. maybe. Oh, well, they would hear that son, at school. Yeah, that would be really? part of, yeah. Really? Totally. My eight-year-old heard it at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so when wow. I talked to him about it, he, 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 he already knew. Yeah, so he his reaction was quite physical because I, when I started talking to him about it, he just grabbed himself and he held himself so tight. And he's like, no, I know the kids are talking about it at school. Mm. And I thought it wasn't real. And I was like, it's real, babe. You know, let's, wow. let's, let's break it down a bit. So, um, so yeah, they're talking about it in the, in the schoolyard. Well, see, this is what I love about the parent panel. I just learn <laughs> from you too. So if anything comes up, I'm going to chat about it. Uh, look, we're getting uh, away from more serious stuff next. Well, it depends on your experience. I guess we're going to be talking about birth plans. Yeah. They're good to have, but they don't always go the way you'd expect. There's a copy of our birth plan on my desk. She's about to give birth is all. No room for error. Are you okay? Am I okay? Do you know anything about childbirth? This week, British radio presenter Fiona Mills paid homage to prodigy frontman after his death in a tweet. She wrote, so sad about Keith Flint. I gave birth to my eldest son accompanied by Firestarter playing away because my husband had, in a mad panic, picked up the wrong tape. And instead of giving birth to Enya and Ocean Sounds, it was the prodigy. I don't regret it either. <laughs> Most of us go into labour with some kind of birth plan. It might be about how we give birth or the kind of music we listen to. Gary, I know mm. you personally didn't give birth, but I, mm. I'm assuming you were there at the I experience. Was. I was. <laughs> what did or did not go according to plan? Um, it kind of went fairly smoothly. I'm just thinking what music, if we had any music. I think everyone has Enya on the radar as if that's suddenly <laughs> going to make the birth really relaxing and quiet. But you sail know, away. It doesn't sail away. It's not going to make any difference whatsoever. In fact, Prodigy is probably more appropriate to go along with that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's more of a screaming kind of music. Yeah. Or at least yeah. play Devo, push it or something. I don't know. But um, it was weird. I mean, now uh, my, my experience was it was very hands-on. It was one of those ones where the obstetricians, like now that the dads are involved, let's get them really involved. Mm -hmm. And even after my son was born, she was like, oh, can you, she gave me the mop and said, oh, can you clean up? <laughs> I'm like, how much am I paying you? I were short on staff that day. No, no, it wasn't staff. It was like as if she was like getting me involved. But I'm like yes. cleaning up all the blah on the floor. No. I'm going, wait a minute. I'm paying you lots of money and I'm the one cleaning up. Because the obstetrician's got the best job. They just cruise in. Yo, push, push. I'll give you this if it's hurting. Is that what your OB sounded like? Yeah, just like that. It was, it was, it was Keith from The Prodigy. Yeah, man. Well, push, baby. But then just come in and then the baby's born. They're like, yeah, we're out of here. Yeah, it's a money moment. Yeah, I there's another room yeah. they've got to go to. There's or another baby being born. For. Yeah. Yeah, and they're only mopping up going, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> this would never have happened in my parents' day. <laughs> my no, dad would have been, been playing golf, already. you know. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it was, uh, but it was, it, we didn't, I, I didn't think we had any music. Oh, no, I, I just like that story about you mopping up. Mm. I kind of want to call the hospital and see if they still do that. Yes, I know. <laughs> it was it's good of... practice, though, new dads, you know, yeah. like the, you're going to be mopping up bodily fluids, buddy. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> but I asked when I was in there, I asked because my daughter, she was, she 
it was like two hours she was born. And I wow. asked the nurse, I said, what's God. the fastest? I said, what's the fastest you've had? And she said, she said 35 minutes. <gasps> this woman was like a fifth child just came in, boom, baby's born. And then she just left. Like they turned around, she's like walking down the corridor with the baby. <laughs> Skipping. It's like, it's like, yeah, I'll see you guys later. I've got to get home. There's we a TV cut show. The umbilical cord. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh they God. pulled her back with the umbilical cord. <laughs> Too much. But that was, how fast is that? Wow. Yeah, that I is. I think my sister in law was 35. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So what about you, birth plans, Danielle? I had a cracking one for my first child and, um, and you know, it, pretty like pretty chilled. I just really wanted it to be natural and I, you know, I didn't want anyone to push me into anything I didn't want to do and I didn't even pull it out of the bag because um, you're busy, right? Yeah. And everything yeah. went according to plan anyway. Nobody, like by the time anyone suggested anything of any kind, I, I would have gone with anything anyway. But um, it was all just, you know, textbook, super easy. Second one did not even bother. You no. Know? No, didn't even bother. But um, I d- actually didn't even realise I was in labour with my second one. So, wow. <laughs> so, wow. There's, so as, there's that. As you will. <laughs> I wish. Um, yeah. So, I, well, I mean, by the time I was properly in labour, I bloody well knew about it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually went to a, uh, like I had a midwife checkup that day. And, you know, I had the rumblings. Mm. and But because my first one was like 22 hours, I thought, we've got heaps of time. Go to work, <laughs> darling. It's fine. I'll call you when it's getting a bit sort of more heavy hectic and my mum was there and she was like you know and I was trying to do a bit of housework she's like you know I'm watching you and every minute or two you're stopping and you're breathing and she said I think when you go to your appointment you should take a bag I was like oh be fine mum but I might just call my husband back from work um because I might not drive myself to the appointment yes and sure enough we got there and they were running late and I was pacing around a bit and he eventually said they were half an hour late even he eventually said oh I think my wife is in labour. And they said, oh, well, you better bring her in. Look, I was five centimetres dilated. Wow. So, so they were like, yep, go straight upstairs because you're on, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I remember from our, um, why do I say our birth? Because it was definitely me giving birth. <laughs> um, yeah. My husband was there. No, and no, the, he's, come on, he, he contributed a yeah, lot. He, well, I'm, I'm, I would say the second birth, he was definitely uh, in a part of the, mm. because he sat down and I just climbed over him every contraction. Like that's about <laughs> as close as I've ever come to any kind of sport like behavior. Yeah. Like when they ruck in yeah. the, it was a bit like that. But with the first, I, I had I, both births, I had a lot of gas. That was my thing, gas. Mm. Hang on, are you talking about um, gas? Like, yeah. gas. I trust you're not talking about. No, <laughs> well, good well. question. I don't know. That may have happened, but I was a bit out of it on I'm the I'm saying the it probably gas. did, babe. Yeah. I, try, I tried the gas as well because yeah, so I was like he. one for my wife and yeah. one for me because yes, I thought, oh, yes. this is quite nice. But yeah. given how off my head I was on the gas mm. and the fact my husband was doing exactly what you did, I'm not quite sure that was a good idea for him. Mm, I like your husband. I want to hang out with him. <laughs> well, you like him even more because there was at one point when I was, um, you know, sort of distanced from my body having had the gas and I heard this sound that was really familiar and strange in the environment because it wasn't a familiar environment. I was in the hospital. I'm like, that's a really familiar sound. And then I went, oh my God, he's snoring. And he had, (laughs) he was like over holding my hands over a beanbag. And because I, unlike your kind self, Danielle would not let him leave the room at all. Not ever, not once. He'd fallen asleep while I was mid contraction (laughs) holding my hands. So I'm Imagine those hands yeah, were pretty yeah, tight. Wow, yeah. that's that's an effort. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. and then he was awake. That actually just reminded me of something that I have forgotten for six years. My husband farted and blamed me. <laughs> right. 
It was a loud oh. rummy, and there were, yeah, there were two midwives in there, and I remember because I had gas too, and I had forgotten about that until just now. Yeah, he let he one knew. rip, mm. let one rip, and then was like, "Oh, Danielle," and I was like, "Did did that just happen?" Like, I don't dude, know. like I am vulnerable right now. I'm gonna back the guys here. Right? I mean, was yeah, there any on. evidence, CTC footage? I mean, you were giving birth. You did have a lot of gas yourself. Come on. I mean, seriously. I think Why? Getting... What was his motive? Really? So what was your experience of inhaling gas? It was as good. A... Yeah, yeah right. I liked it. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, well, you're doing it. I better just experience See what, what it is. Like. Yeah, it was very calming. Did anyone punch you in the tummy at the same time? Just so you can... <laughs> Full experience. Well, my wife was in the bath. So she was in the bath with a bit uh, of gas. So I'm just sitting there and I thought, yeah. oh, well. Bored, may it's as kind well. of bored. I'll just try it. I was mm. like, oh, that's kind of nice. It is kind of nice, mm. but you can have too much. Yeah. Saying. Okay, well, let's move on to the next topic because it's kind of related. <laughs> is it okay for men to complain about life after childbirth? The Parent Panel with Gary and Danielle will be back right after this. Raising children can be a challenging and rewarding experience. Feed, Play, Love, hosted by me, Siobhan Hunt, is a bite-sized parenting podcast that's here to walk, skip and jump beside you as your children grow. I speak to experts and real parents about everything from finding your mama instinct to starting solids. So join me and we can all thrive and learn together. Feed, Play, Love, available wherever you get your podcasts. Every man has a weakness. Because I have not had sex with Sophia since she had the baby. just feel like I need more time. We are not having sex anymore. She just had a baby. A man took to Reddit recently to complain about his wife turning him down for sex four weeks after the birth of their second child. He was roundly condemned as being a bit of a man-child. As a woman, I do feel for his partner. Four weeks after the birth Mm. of either of my children, I was not feeling very (laughs) risky either. Um, But commentators made really important points about the um, other things a woman was probably dealing with, like waking up to the baby, changing nappies, general care of the Mm. two kids, like how involved are you or are you just sitting there wanting sex? Plus, there was the very serious consideration of postpartum care for mums and helping them recover emotionally and physically from childbirth. But I'm also thinking it's so, so easy to get angry at this man. Um, but I'm not sure that it's actually achieving harmony for the couple just to kind of put him back in his box. Danielle, is it okay for men to complain about not having sex after? Look, did he not get the memo? (laughs) You know, four weeks. Four weeks is like really, really soon. And and some people are bang up for it and other people aren't. But like I know that me personally, four weeks, like you are in, you're in the grey zone. Like you're not sleeping. Your boobs are like crazy. Everything is just insane. Um, And I think that, you know, it, even if he is feeling like he's lacking intimacy and um, he's on the outer, four weeks, dude. If it was four months, I'd be like, oh, he probably needs a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a hug and we'll see where that goes, okay? No promises. No, no, no she's just saying hug. Yeah, yeah. Hug. Yeah, hug. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Mm. I, you know, it's it's a really tricky one, and and you don't want to, you know, lambast him as as being a man baby, but it. But I, he I, is. I, yeah, oh he my is. god! How selfish! What a jerk! What a jerk! Sounds like a jerk. Yeah, totally Even guys does. would go, you jerk. Yeah. Gary's uh, Gary's from the from the man team coming Good. in here. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a bit. 
it's a bit much to ask. Four weeks. My God. I mean, wait till he's been married for 15 years. Right? See, see how readily he gets it then. Loser. He's only obviously just, this is the first child. He thinks it's all rosy after that. Yeah. But I think this was his second. Second child. Oh. Second child. And that was his complaint is that it was, it took longer this time than last or something. I don't know. Wow. But I'm pretty sure it was his second. Either way, who cares? The, the woman's yeah. given birth. And even if he has those thoughts, you should keep them really private. Or maybe tell a friend. You don't take mm. to the internet. Like, you're just opening yourself up for ridicule, yeah. really, aren't you? He did totally. take it down pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, because he realised <laughs> yeah. that he's a dick. That's right. He, he probably thought all the men, everyone, the whole world would get behind him and go, yeah, that's not fair, you know. Yeah. I had yeah, sex after man. one week after my oh. wife gave birth or something. I'm Not me. I'm just saying. That's what, that's what he was expecting. <laughs> Do you know what I was shocked to find out? I actually interviewed a gynecologist um, and we were talking about the, you know, the rules about not having sex for six weeks um, until you have your checkup and stuff. Mm. And I said, tell me a little bit more about that. And he said, I think it's just made up for the women to have a bit of a break. He said, you can actually, like, there's no medical reason why they can't. But, you know, if you don't feel like it, like, it wouldn't be surprising. So they just kind of say, wait till your six-week checkup, but there is no medical reason why. Right. So, you know, I mean, provide, I mean, I mean, I mean, really, a natural labour, you're not really looking for anything. No. (laughs) Most for a while. Can we, do we want to talk about tears? Do we want to talk about episiotomies? Right. Mm -hmm. Nothing sexy there. No. No. So, you know, I, I understand the need for, you know, maintaining intimacy as a couple even when you really don't want to touch someone <laughs> um, because all mm. of your all of your intimacy is going into this little you know child who's sucking the absolute life out of you <laughs> um, you know and it is important obviously to endeavor to keep some mm. kind of connection there but it doesn't even need to be sexual you know it's um it, it's about maintaining other forms of intimacy if mm. you're not feeling up to it so maybe he should try giving her you know, a bit of a back rub and a bit of a bit of support, like some people said, you know, give mm. her other kinds of support and maybe increase his chances of like a hug. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not, he's not toey for a back rub. <laughs> I don't think anyone's really ever been toey for Ooh, a back rub. I feel like a bit of a back rub, don't you? Come on, let's go for a bit of a back oh, rub. Oh, come on, but we all know that men, the only reason they give a back rub in the first place yeah. is to get It's funny. It's code. Yeah, it is code. It's like, come on. Come on, I'll give you a massage. It's yeah. like the longer you've been together, the longer you've been married and you give your partner a hug, it yeah. becomes a, actually, why are you there? Can you just massage? Just touch, <laughs> just rub down there. My back's really sore. Oh yeah, can you do my back? So my husband his... might come along and he'll start touching my shoulder and I'll be like, no, I'm tired. It's not going to happen. And so he just walks straight out, straight <laughs> out the door. Oh, like, yeah. oh, you could have just, yeah. I knew that I, that was where you were going, but still. <laughs> just pretend. Just pretend. Well, he doesn't want to overinvest. Like why, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, he wants to save his energy for I when know. he may actually, you know, might actually True. work. He did have something very important to look at on the iPad. You're right. It's oh. like, yeah. <laughs> So, Gary, uh, have you had any male friends express, I mean, you know, in the sanctity of the man cave, have you had any friends express that kind of, um, if not sexual disappointment, then that feeling of being the third wheel once the baby comes along? Because, I mean, this is part of this guy's story is that he said he felt lonely. That's just his excuse. I mean, you married someone, you've got a family, you're not exactly lonely. (laughs) You know, Never but no, I, 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 none of my friends express that. You have evolved friends. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, most of my friends are comedians, so they kind of naturally think outside the realm of most people. 
Right. The very cynical, yep. bitter, twisted, <laughs> sad, lonely. sad. Not necessarily lonely. Not because, lonely. Not like this man. Well, you know, comedians have the the benefit of getting up on stage to counter the loneliness, <laughs> and you can you know you can vent all your frustrations on stage, mm. which is a real luxury. Most people can't do that at work. They can't go to work mm. and swear at people and make fun of them, whereas we can. Oh yeah, even yeah. randoms in the audience. Totally. But it, so it's not a thing. Do you think it's a thing in the in the non comedian population of men? Mm. Is because I have heard this come up a few times about men when the baby comes along, feeling like, oh, I'm on the outside because really? all this attention. Yeah. Wow, I reckon that's because of their personal upbringing. Okay. You know how they were raised, how they were, you know, led to believe and and educated, how things would, and be. How things would be, and so when it comes into their suddenly their world and it's different, they suddenly react to it, but. Seriously, I don't know anyone who thought after their child was born, ah, oh, I feel like such an outsider. Mm. You know, it's your child. It's it's you, you know. It's it's how can you be, you know, I definitely, angry. I definitely know of it. Really? Also, unverified stat. Mm. Um, <laughs> A bit like the yeah. first one. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, nine. From memory, from something I researched once, I think it's one of the most likely times that a man's going to be unfaithful <gasps> in the first few months of a baby's life. Wow. Yeah, which is really shit. Mm. But, unclaimed um, yeah. stats. Hello, oh, welcome yeah. back to Unclaimed <laughs> Stats. Hashtag totally made up. alternative truths. <laughs> alternative yeah, yeah, yeah. facts. That. Alternative yeah. facts. Alter- yeah. <laughs> the parent panel where no statistic yeah. is out of bounds. Just I like how we just say it when we say it. If you say something like... With conviction. Conviction. Totally. People believe it. Like yeah. I, I was believing that and then I went, hang on a minute. Yeah. No, I, I do seem to recall hearing that somewhere or researching it for something I was doing, but it was a little bit... It was a while ago, and I have had like a lot of wine since then. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's or, somewhere there in the archive. All right, let's see if we can pull out some more um, facts yeah. uh, with our next topic: vasectomy parties, yay or nay? You should get a vasectomy. We should throw a party to mark the occasion, guys. We got to celebrate. Throw a raging party. That's a seriously weird ass thing to do. That is definitely that last comment. I think sort of sums up this whole topic. Um, this week, News Limited writer Darren Levin talked about the new trend of vasectomy parties. Apparently, women are feeling the urge to thank and celebrate partners who chose to have the snip. Uh, Darren was not convinced. Gary, should men be? Are you? No. Should men be congratulated? <laughs> what kind of show is this? It's very kind of personal. I thought it was just like a fun comedy show, muck around, and it's like birth and vasectomies and adultery. And, um, have I? No, I haven't had a vasectomy. No, I wasn't was asking you. Oh, wow, okay. oh, I thought you were asking. But thanks. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> I thought you said, have you had a vasectomy? Gosh. How do you feel? What kind of show is this? Would you go to a vasectomy yeah. party? No, actually, if you let me, if you let me read my script, people, it is. Darren was not convinced that right. vasectomy parties were a good idea. Gary, do you think they're a good idea? <laughs> it's like, wow, it's a very weird question. I, was, I thought it was also, I thought it was quite an extreme reaction to me asking yeah, you. Gary, you we were... have your doctor on the line. He says otherwise. Isn't that right, doctor? Um, oh, my goodness. That's a weird thing to have is a vasectomy party, I guess. Mm. But the, who's the wife's throwing it? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. one woman, uh, she printed um, shirts and a jumpsuit for the baby saying um, survive, the survivor from the swimmers or something like that. And, mm. and he had 
a T-shirt made for him and she made him a cake. And uh, I think her, her thing was, you know, she'd been through labour and he was doing this for her so right. she could didn't have to have other forms of contraception mm. or the pill or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and so they had a party. But it, I think it was I don't know that they invited people. <laughs> Everyone got a t shirt. Yeah, yeah. Oh see that's I thought they invited people. You were so quarterly like, invited to attend the maybe, celebration. Maybe, but party implies. No, party yes. implies other people. This is not just a family yeah. gathering. This is a party. Well, mm. the pictures just showed them yeah. with the kids and a few balloons. But you know, uh. maybe 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 they invited his parents. People do have weird parties, like you know, people well, who have. I like, love a party, like any yeah. excuse to throw a party. Sure, mm. but vasectomy party? What do you reckon? Well, no one threw me a party for taking care of business for twenty-five years, did they? <laughs> yeah. You know, like where's your party? <laughs> right? that's, that's a that should be like a. Yeah. A, well, aren't they throwing uh, period parties for young girls now? Are they? Really? Yes. Elise is nodding her head, and she has her finger on the pulse of popular wow. culture. They are doing it. But is that I'll kind of like, facts. Yeah. Here's another fact. Well, that's a coming of age sort of, yeah. sort of yeah. party this is an in a way. Ending of age. A ending of age. No more. <laughs> oh my goodness. People just—it's like people have like chicken pox parties, you know. To, oh my god. Bring your kids over so they can get infected. No, that was when we were kids. Do they still do that? No. 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 Some people do. I like, have. Yeah. Heard, I have heard of. Yeah. I saw something on Facebook where people were like, "Yeah, right, come Facebook on over," is which is totally. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> They've never said anything that's been made up. That was ever. a friend of hers. Group, yeah, it was in a parenting group. Oh, and no. And they were like, yeah, some, hey, I've got chicken pox. If anyone wants to have it, give their kid a dose of chicken pox. Mm. I was like, what? Gross. Why would you even? No. Um, but no, thanks. Keep that. So we're saying no to um, vasectomy parties. Is this well, what I'm getting from you two? Hmm? Uh, you mean attending or just Would you think they general? should? Do you think it's a good idea? Because well, my thought was maybe part of, you know, thinking about social media and raising awareness, maybe it's making hmm. it okay for men to have vasectomies. Is I don't it not know. okay? I mean, well, you know, I don't, like, know. don't you have to convince your partner to do it? Yes. <laughs> Speaking from... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I think that, you know... It's it's a team effort, right? And realistically, women are taking responsibility for majority of their life, and then after after you get, like have children, finding the right contraception to go on after you've already, like you don't want to put hormones back in your body. Like there's all sorts of things. I only know one person that is happy with her birth control. And everybody else I know is running the gauntlet. And wow, really? Yeah, yes. This you know, is my reaction. Really? Yes, yes. Well, nobody. No, I mean they're using condoms. Nobody really uses condoms super responsibly. No. So, um, so yeah, and I just think that it's if you're sure that you don't want any more kids, it's a really logical step, and it's actually mm. really simple. And it's yeah. more, it's a more straightforward operation than a woman having her tubes. Tied. Oh, which is just which is insane. And it's yeah. reversible too. The second well, it is, yeah. but I don't think it's a good idea going into it thinking that they, you'd be able to reverse it because the longer mm. you have it, the harder it is to reverse. Ah. Um, mm. But really, like, there's that no suture option now, and you're in and out in an hour. Like, fine, back yeah, at the gym in a few read, days. There was someone saying that the, uh, I think Darren suggested that you could have that in the states they were doing bro parties. Yeah. So one would get a vasectomy, and the other would they'd do it back to back, and then they'd go to a hotel room and nurse their nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, there's a comedian who talks about it. Actually, two comedians who talk about it on stage. And but apparently, when you get a vasectomy, it's not straight away that you know, it's not active. So you've right. got a, the yeah, doctor suggested months. 30 mm. sessions mm. on your own. Mm. 
before thirty before you you engage in um mm. in sex. So is that a so, lot for so a man? It's I don't the, even know. It's something like you've, you've got to clean the system yeah, out yeah. completely. Yeah, thirty times apparently. Thirty wow. and three months, and the three yeah, months three is because months. it can join up again. <gasps> Isn't that yeah. amazing? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little cut, the little cut. Um, I have heard that tonsils can grow back too. Get out. Yeah. Not Everything. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtag more made up facts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Suddenly we become really. Uh... Researchers. We're like, it's awesome. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a radio program, anything right? Anything you need to know, we've got it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Just don't, don't put it in the bank. Um... <laughs> don't quote us. <laughs> well, look, that was our last topic. But what we like to do at the end of the show is to ask people who've come on, if they've got anything going on that they would like to plug and where we can find you. Danielle, what's going on for you? Um, well, so I've just launched like my new business, which is really exciting. Um, I've been a writer for uh, a number of years now and I was looking for something different and new and I was exploring my purpose. And so, yeah, I've just launched Your Good Life. Um, and as I said, you know, I'm a, a positive psychology coach and NLP practitioner. And I just have to add here that Danielle online is, even though positive psychology may sound a little bit earnest, she is not earnest in the slightest. She swears a lot in her posts. <laughs> I like my positive psychology with a, a swear word on the side. So yes. it's, it's nice. It's real. Yes. Yeah. A little bit positive, a little bit salty mm. pirate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly yeah. right. So where yeah. can people find you online? Uh, yourgoodlife.com.au or look me up on socials, Your Good Life on Instagram and Facebook. There you mm. go. So that's how you find yeah. Danielle. Gary, have you have you got anything going on you'd like yeah, to find? Yeah, look, I've just started Your Crap Life um, <laughs> and it's a negative psychology that I deal with. It's like, and facts that aren't real. You know, yeah, your life sucks. <laughs> I don't even why, know why you bother. Look at you. You're pathetic. Like it's, I haven't got a lot of clients, to be honest, because <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. They don't seem, they seem to be more... They're doing it all to, on their own, really, aren't they? <laughs> they don't need you. They just look in the mirror. Ugh, he's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I've always got things going on, writing yes. and working on projects. Um, but And always gigging. You can always look around town, find out where I'm Do you I'm have working. a website where people I do, garyek.com. And but that has your events no, on it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> what a stupid website. <laughs> when, so but you can go on there and that? look at all my amazing stuff. So do, do people, if people want to know where you're performing, do they go <clears throat> garyek.com? Live? Just or... go Gary Egg uh, and, and this the date and see if I pop up at some venue. <laughs> what about like just Gary Egg is awesome? Gary Egg is yes. awesome. Okay, yeah. at the end of this, I want you to talk to Elise. She's very good mm. at sorting people out and their, their online presence, which uh, yeah, no, <clears> I think totally. you might need to I do know. some work on that, Gary. Totally. But he is gigging in, but we should mention, is that mainly in Sydney? Yeah, Sydney. Uh, yeah, mainly Sydney is probably the best. Do you ever go to Melbourne? Uh, I do, occasionally. But uh, mainly focus here. Gonna, we're so going to have to work on your plugging yourself. <laughs> and uh, where can people find you uh, on socials? Do you uh, tweet? Do you Insta? I, I have all that, but I just couldn't be bothered most of the time. <laughs> I'm terrible. It's like. All right, look, what we're really saying is just if you want Gary Eck. Just Gary Eck. <laughs> just Google that and you will find, find me. And if you actually want to hear from Gary, then you just have to tune into the parent panel whenever he's on because mm. obviously that's, that's the, the only, only easy time. way to find him. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both so much for coming in. Thank you. thank you. That was a laugh. I'm Siobhan Hunt. You can find me online at Siobhan Hunt. That's all for this episode of The Parent Panel. See you next time. You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a babyology podcast hosted and written by Siobhan Hunt. 
Produced and edited by Elise Cooper. For more information on the show, or maybe you want to do a deep dive onto previous episodes, you can find out all you need to know on our website. Head to babyology.com.au slash parent panel. See you next time.